This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to This is the G Podcast. It is episode 84. Yes, yes, yes. Each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea from the one and only Tanya B and more. And I had to do, let me do a little bit more applause because, you know, I only get to do it once a year, y'all. You know, it's it's the birthday. It's the Gemini season. Come on now, y'all give it up. Give it up. Come on. Come on. Don't be looking like that, Tanya B. What side of you are we celebrating today? I don't know. We're celebrating the, the cake and Seagram's weekend. Oh, drinking. The drinking. Not drinking that. No. Drinking. What, what, Seagram's? Like 2% alcohol. That's like Kool-Aid. So, you know. Well, you, don't, you don't do it often, so you I don't do you. No, if I do it, you know, I'll just fall asleep. Ain't nothing going to happen. But, but you know, it, it is, I, I really, you know, my birthday is actually, as we tape on the Sunday, it's the Monday, the 7th. And, and the thing I love about, honestly, my birthday is I celebrate it with people, my favorite people. I mean, Nikki Giovanni is, is one of my favorite poets of all time. Gwendolyn Brooks is one of my favorite poets of all time. And y'all know, y'all know Prince, Prince, the one and only. You know, so, yeah. you know, Prince celebrates the seventh, too. So I I, I really am humbled and, and honored to be in that number, that June 7th. And, uh, you know, and so, you know, so so I ain't going to send you all my cash app. I'm not going to send it out. I'm not going to shoot. I'm not going to do because you see everybody be begging. You see cash apps. <laughs> I'm not going to do it to y'all. But all I'm, all I'm going to ask, don't, you know, you, if you want to, you can. But all I ask you to do is just download, listen and share and subscribe the podcast. I ain't pushing the cash app. I'll push the cash app in a, maybe tomorrow. I'll do that. Okay. But uh, I got to say what's up to. Also, you know what? I got to give it up. The Atlanta Hawks. Again. Just basically, what are we talking? I mean, exceeding expectations. Nate McMillan took game one in Philly and advanced. They had already beaten the Knicks. I had to say that. So I'm happy for that. And I'm also, the reason I'm really happy today is my, my one of my favorite people is on the podcast today, the one and only, I'll give it up for the one and only, Miss Shirley Jones is in the building. The Jones Girls Unsung is out. And, yeah. and just, hey. just. Yes. Grammy nominated. Grammy nominated. Grammy nominated. You know. Hello. Hi, how's everybody? Doing great. Are you, are you in Georgia? You in Georgia today? Yes. Excellent. Yes, and, yes, and she I'm might be home. again. She's a neighbor. I can throw a rock and hit a house from where right. I live. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she, she's in the neighborhood. She, well, she's in the city. I'll say that. And uh, I got to say what's up to my other panelists. Uh, my brother from another mother's in the building. Vi, uh, K Dub is in the building. Uh, he's here as well from Dayton, Ohio. Tanya B. I'm gonna get to all of them, but first and foremost, I do just have to say congrats. Miss Jones, um, just a phenomenal job on the uh, on the unsung. Um, had a chance Thank to check you. it out, and, and let me, you know it, it's such a compelling story. You know, um, and you gave us, you shared some of that with us the last time you were on the show, and you told us it was coming. But what kind of feedback are you getting so far 
on it. Oh, all of the feedback has been so positive. Everybody loved it. A lot of people didn't know um, some of the things that were going on uh, with us during that time. And then a lot of people um, uh, were just amazed at the story and how even through the challenges that my sisters and I were still able to create beautiful music, not only for ourselves, but for the I can't even, I, the, the number of people, other artists that we sang background on their albums, creating the backgrounds for them too. So the, all, of the, all of the comments I have gotten have been so far so wonderful. Excellent. And I thank Unsung because when we started talking about how I wanted it to be, uh, we made a, a few changes here and there, but they gave me absolutely everything. I wanted to bring my sister's challenges and my sister's to life, and that's exactly what they did for me. So Excellent. I'm very pleased with the story. And I do have to say it's the highest rated Unsung of the season. So Yes, that, that's what they say. That's what they told me. Yes. That, that, is, that, that is phenomenal. And kudos to you, uh, your team, uh, your son, Cam, PJ, um, your nephew. And, and I call him the ultimate diplomat, Mike Austin. Yes. Uh, has, 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 Joe yeah. Biden, has Joe Biden called him yet and offered him a job? Because he's a diplomat. You know, he needs to. He's waiting <laughs> by the phone, I tell you. That dude. Because let me tell you all, when, when I first started out in the music, I was starting out in radio and I was handling music and he was the rep. Oh, that dude has some stories. He's a, he's a diplomat to the heart. I mean, yes, he is. Yeah, so 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 I got to say what's up to the ultimate diplomat, Mike Austin. Go ahead, dude. But but how? Let me, another question. I'm gonna let Tanya B jump in here. But but how are you? I mean, because we're, we're we're you know starting to come out of this pandemic, and and when we first talked to you, uh, we were just going into it. So how have you dealt with? Um, getting through the pandemic and looking forward, I guess, to going back on the road. How, how have you navigated all of this? I have done a lot of writing. I got a chance to do some work uh, live. Well, it was interesting. It was a visual, but the band was in London, the band and the singers, and they sent the tracks to me, and we videotaped me doing it and sent everything back to them to put together for a live show that I did over in London. Yeah. And that was interesting. And then I've been doing a ton of Zoom and StreamYard interviews for the past year and uh, doing interviews with the D-Nice, uh, you know, Club Quarantine. We became <laughs> yeah. a hot item on D-Nice and I interviewed with him and Fat Joe, I've met some, you know, being quarantined, I met a lot of people that were in the industry that loved uh, our music and especially Nights Over Egypt oh. that and that I did, I didn't know, I never knew, uh, probably not would have met if it hadn't been for the pandemic. So the pandemic was, it's been very good to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. And, and I tell you, I told you the DJs love Nights Over Egypt. That group. Oh, yes. You know, and I called him. I made a mistake and said uh, Diodata, but that was actually what uh, Warren. What's his name? Dexter Wanzel. Dexter Wanzel. Yeah, yeah Dexter Wanzel. And he mm -hmm. made an appearance on on the unsung as well. Tanya B, what you got? You kind of quiet over there. You just listen to me because see, we had I don't I don't know if you know uh, Miss Jones, but we had um, 
Melba Moore was on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. And do y'all okay, y'all ever girl. talk? Y'all, you guys know each other? Do you? Do you oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We right before the pandemic hit, myself and Melba, Gene Carn, oh. Melissa Morgan, and Glenn Jones were all over in London for two whole weeks together with three shows. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So that was back in October and February. I was February of twenty. 20. Yeah, I had just got off the plane, Cam and I, from two sold-out shows in London on February 23rd. That was my last live performance because the next week, lockdown was in for us and, and around the world. So, wow. Wow. You just yeah, made it in. Yeah, it's been over a year now, and I'm looking. <laughs> I can't wait. Dates are coming in for the States. I've already closed about four dates for overseas for 2022. Excellent. So, yeah, date and things are opening up, and the city wineries uh, have called. So I'll probably be around late summer uh, in some of those different uh, clubs around the country. And you know what? I love the UK, and and it's amazing because one artist I always think of, I always think of Alexander O'Neill, because mm -hmm. he when he left, he left. <laughs> Dude has right. stayed. He, I mean, is he like a resident of the UK now? I mean, I yeah. think so. Oh yeah, he's over there, and there's there's several. Um, what's her name? Oh, Jazzy B. Jocelyn. You know, he's he's over there. Jocelyn Brown. Brown. He's, he's mm -hmm. been over there for thirty, forty years. They appreciate so soul big time. Oh, oh my God, yes, and it's like a second home to me. You know, I I have so many friends there, and as you know, I've. That, you know, stayed there in, in different uh, friends with different friends in their homes, even when I wasn't over there working. You know, yeah. I just go there because I have a lot of really close friends there. Awesome. Awesome. Tanya B, what you got? What you got for, for me? What I got, you know, I will, I'll try to make it first. Quickly, three quick points. One was, and I said this before, uh, when the Jones girls hit, I wasn't old enough to go into the club, but I really got to hear their music off of the radio in the clubs with my fake ID. And then as time grew and I uh, made my way, segued into radio, then I was able to actually play Shirley Jones records. And, you know, how ironic and how small the world is. Back in October of 2009, there was a Sound of Philadelphia tour. It was um, Miss Jones, it was the OJs, the Intruders, the Delphonics, Eddie Holman, Jerry Butler, all together. Mm. And it, at the Chorus Center, and I was there working with the Delphonics, and Shirley came off stage. I said, oh, Miss Jones, I said, you are wonderful. Your voice sounds awesome, amazing. She was very polite. And we talked maybe 20 seconds. And then, do you know, fast forward about eight months later, I moved to Atlanta. One of the first people that I met when I got here at an NB, remember the NBPC? Yeah, yeah. My programmers. I was at this, uh, I went to this event, they had a meeting and Shirley was there and that was 10, almost 11 years ago. And now I'm so fortunate to call her friend. So I'm a little exactly. biased up in this place. But, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yes. Good you know, stuff. and I just say this, I knew she was on her game way back then because, you know, in order for Diana Ross to come out of her room and say, who are you? Go get your passport. We're going on tour. You know, you really have to be 
on your game for her to, you know, to to do that and to select these three young ladies to go on tour with her. And uh, I have a quick question, Miss Miss Jones. And my <laughs> first question is: Was there something in Unsung that you wish uh, that, that you know? I know they can't get to everything. Was there a little bit more about the Diana Ross portion of launching your career that you would like to have seen, or was there something else? Because I know you all toured with everybody. Was there somebody? I know something else that you know didn't make it to the screen that might be on the cutting room floor that you know would. Uh, would educate and enlighten people. Well, the the one thing that I wish we had been able to expound on, which they had a total of 56 seconds ready to dedicate two nights over Egypt. But unfortunately, the other writer, Cynthia Biggs, and who is the owner of the master, um, had agreed to a deal, but then was going through a situation which she's still going through now with Warner Chapel. Mm. So she ended up backing out of the of the deal to have unsung license it. So we were all disappointed about that, especially because she had promised me she's she's a friend. I mean, yeah. she had promised me that she was not going to let the Warner Chapel situation interfere because she really wanted um, unsung to use Nights Over Egypt. So that's the one thing. And I think a lot of people were questioning what happened, you know, why, why was it, or why was uh, Nights Over Egypt only mentioned as a modest hit, but it had nothing to do with unsung. It has certainly had nothing to do with myself or Dexter Wanzell. The, it, it was Cynthia Big's decision to back out of the deal at the last minute. And you know, that's crazy because of yeah. the exposure those shows yes. give you exactly. know, artists and music. Uh, I mean, right. that's just, you know, kind of counterproductive in my, in exactly. my opinion. That's, that, that's what, that's what everyone was saying. But Ugh. I mean, it was, it shocked me that, I mean, I'm talking very last minute. They had the whole thing and it's on the cutting room floor, but they had to cut it out, you know, because nobody wants to be subject to possibly being sued, you know, so <laughs> And that's basically what she was threatening. So we had to eliminate that and just just give that little modest rep- representation to Knights Over Egypt. Yeah, it was a blip. I mean, I noticed that. I was wondering yeah. why. I'm glad you mentioned that. You cleared it up. You know, but I, I tell you, um, when you were on last time and we played um, I Won't Tell, um, yeah. our, um, our, news, our news guy owns a radio station, Mike Roberts. You probably know Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Mike has a station in uh, near Macon, um, Magic One Hundred, and um, I, I sent that to him. I said, Mike, you know, this is Shirley's new single, and you know, Mike typically he'll say, Yeah, okay, you know, kind of, you know, but he played it. He's, he, I think he's still playing it. it it's like, uh, I mean, he played it right away. He said, Oh man, I love that. This song is great. So he, you and, know, give it up to him. It, yes, thank <laughs> you. And it did. It did really well on. Uh, yeah. on the internet yeah. and now we we um we're getting ready to re-release that actually right before the fourth of july good nationally Excellent. this time and we've got you know got some um promoters behind it and a situation going so it should be able we're, we're looking to get on the charts and move on up those charts this time with that one <laughs> good stuff and i like the thing you did well not the but the project with cam um, you know, the, um, the, the single and the project where the remixes of, uh, of your, your Jones girl songs, uh, is just a, a, a great, 
Great project. The Jones yeah. Connection, everyone. The Jones Connection. <laughs> connection. Yes, I'm so, I'm so proud the, of them. Yeah. The legacy I'm continuing that. I mean, imagine if, you know, how many other artists have children, yeah. you know, how, you know, it, it, and it will also breathe new life, I think, into music and just, mm-hmm. re, you know, re remind people, you know, of those classics. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they, they did an ex. I'm so proud of Cam and PJ because they they've been in this in this uh, hip hop rap game for about 11 years now. Wow. PJ with those beats on, you know, the keyboards and the beats and and Cam with his writing. And I tell him all the time, he reminds me so much of myself back when I, you know, when and when I first started writing lyrics and for him to be writing these, the, the, the stuff, the, you know, the hip hop stuff, I'm loving it. And I've watched his progression and I'm really, really proud of, of not only his, um, his writing, but, but his, you know, his flow, I guess they call it too, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. way he, where the way he raps. So I'm very proud of those too. And I, I really, and, and I'm not going to give it away because people should watch uh, the unsung, but the way they represent themselves and they talk about, you know, their love for, you know, the family, uh, the way PJ talks about his love for his mom. It is just, um, I mean, it, it, it's a really touching story and, and they just represent themselves well, you know, as, as men, as young men, you know, who grew up in the industry, you know, not, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's like being, you know, like when you a PK, <laughs> when you right, were, the, which I am, I don't know, my father was a minister. <laughs> are you an entertainment, yeah. you know, either you a PK or entertainer's kid, you just don't know how right. you go come out. So, you know, those two young men, uh, you know, came out with their head on their shoulders and focused. So uh, I got to, yes, I got to give did. it up to them. You know, you did a, you've done a, you did a good job sure taking I over. Yeah. I tell them too. Thank you so much. They are they they're two strong young black men that I'm very proud of. Yeah, they really show that in the unsung too. Yeah. So uh, I guess I mean we got to look out and and I'm gonna call. I guess I got to call Mike and tell him to keep playing. Um, yeah, tell him to keep playing. <laughs> don't don't pull it rest, out. And the rest of the country's getting ready to join him. <laughs> good deal, and, and we love it. Uh, we love what you thank do. We love you. We just want to thank you uh, for sharing your story to the world. And, and you know, I, I, I can't say enough. I mean, really and truly, um, you know, and, and we thank you for being a friend of the podcast as well. And, and Tanya B's got one more thing, too. Go ahead, I have another question. You know, I guess, you know, looking at, you know, just the, the time that you've put in in the industry and everything that you've seen, the good, the bad, the ugly and the unsung as, as the uh, TV show goes. You know, when you're, you're when PJ and Cam first came to you and said they wanted to get into music, did you have any reservations? Number one, number two, you know, I guess, you know, they can actually learn so much from you. And I guess, you know, when we, you always, you always see artists get asked, well, what would you tell these artists who are getting started today and you know, things like that? But I mean, you have a different insight into it because you're so close to it with your sisters and, you know, and, and your, your son. And, and I call, I just call PJ your other son, but I know he's your nephew, you know, right. I guess, how, how do you, I guess, kind of, kind of keep them in check and just keep them balanced and letting them know what to look out for because so many artists don't have the advantage that they have in having someone like you, you know, don't get ripped off. Don't sign this. Don't, you know, like don't get on yeah. the first bus that comes along kind of. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly what I tell them constantly. The three of us talk at least three or four times together during the week on, you know, on conference calls and they, they let me know who's, who's been approaching them. And, and then I give them advice and, and then they, they take it and run with it. So, 
that you know that's how we've been working it uh, as far as this project and a couple of things that they have coming up uh, that you know is going to involve some attorneys and all of that. But at least you know I'm going to be helping them to make sure that their project gets in the right hands. Good and stuff. that they make the money from their project and not, you know, get get the get the leftover crumbs from <laughs> because everybody, this person gets a piece and that person gets a piece. Because, and you know, I'm teaching them that so much, so many things they can do themselves that you you you, you don't have to necessarily cut somebody in to, you know, get that portion. A lot of these things you can do yourselves and they're learning. They're learning from me. Melba's manager has kind of taken them under their wings too, Ron. Good, good. And he's teaching them an awful lot. So yeah. they're, they're learning. Ron's a good guy. Good guy. Good guy. Yes. Hey, I, you know, one more question too, because you were at Philly International. When you were, because you were young when you started, when you, yes. when you got signed to Philly International, now, Put the fan hat on uh, for a minute. Who was it like on Philly International that you were just that who blew your mind when you got into that roster? Who was like, oh uh, wow? <laughs> uh, there was a, a restaurant right across the street from Philly called the Fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, back from PIR, uh, and uh, when we first signed, we went there to get something. It was soul food restaurant. In one corner was Billy Paul, mm. and, and sitting at the bar was Eddie Laverde and Sammy Strain from the OJs. Wow. And uh, Gene Kern walked through, Teddy Pendergrass came through, and my sisters and I were just in there getting a sandwich to go back across the street to <laughs> rehearsal. So can you imagine the expressions wow. on our face <laughs> wow. when we saw them? But I, I would have to say the one that really... Um, blew my mind uh was probably of course teddy pendergrass who, who we went on to have a, a nice little relationship for a couple of years so that was my that was my guy <laughs> teddy was just I, I just remember growing up all the women in the household were yeah. just that live album yeah. came out <laughs> it's yeah. like they would lose their minds. We were out there on tour with them, too, and they would just lose their minds over over him. Crazy, crazy. Miss Jones, thank you again. I got to give it up to you. Thank you. Thank you all. We're going to talk tomorrow. And and, and I've got to say, y'all, check out the unsung. Make sure you get it. It's on demand on TV One. Uh, Again, the, the single, I Won't Tell. Is uh, is you know is going for I guess out of our region to the U.S. Yes. Uh, and it's a it's a phenomenal <laughs> and Cam song. and TJ's ver- uh, remake of Who Can I Run To? They have both the song and the video streaming now on all streaming platforms. And listen out for the upcoming In Loving Memory album that's dedicated to my sisters and my mom that we're working on. Uh, I Won't Tell will be the kickoff single from that album. So, And I've got Dexter Wanzel doing a couple of songs with me. And uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be a terrific, terrific album. Excellent. Good stuff. May I also add, you've got to follow Miss Jones. I'm Shirley Jones of the Jones Girls on Instagram and the Jones Connection. That's with a K, not a C. Jones Connection is also on Instagram. And I must also just do a little shameless plug for my show on the network, The Birdwire. Uh, I, I guess, <laughs> debuted or previewed, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Jones Connection on the show this past Friday and Saturday. You can hear them again. And what I did was 
Yeah, give it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just in trying to educate people, I connected them with. I played uh, my favorite dance turned into a romance by the Jones Girls and followed it up with the Jones Connection. But I must say, you know, over I, I love. There's nothing. That, I mean, you can see in the phone book, Miss Jones. But one of my favorite Jones Girls songs is uh, "This Feeling's Killing Me." Ah. And I, yes, and I found a rehearsal video of you on YouTube. Wow. Over in London. And- yeah. yeah, and you had, I mean, you had these two, what what they call them, blue-eyed soul sisters singing? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, where did you find them? Because I'm. it's almost like your sisters jumped into their throats because they were hitting those notes. Right. I got to give credit thing. where credit is due. Those girls surprised me, too, because when the that particular promoter said he had two girls that were not, uh, you know, Black. And I'm like, okay, when I get in there, they, I've, the, you, the, you could see the expression on my face. I was amazed at those two sisters. And they, I've worked with them. Uh, they've done background with me several times when I go over to London. Good stuff. Yeah, they, they surprised me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, yes. I'm here well, to tell you. thank you all. No, thank you. And, thank uh, you. and stay in touch. Let us, let us know what's <laughs> going on. I know you're going to be talking to Tanya B. So, you know, stay in All touch. Right. Say hello to uh, uh, Cam, PJ. And, and again, give, give a shout Good out look. to to the ultimate diplomat. Uh, Ms. <laughs> I can't Big wait Mike. to tell him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> He'll be back shortly. I yeah, would te- definitely tell, tell, tell him I called him the ultimate diplomat. Ultimate diplomat. And, right. and Joe Biden needs you to be calling him. Take care of yourself now. Love Bye-bye. you too. Take care. You. All right, y'all. Bye. Oh, yeah. Shirley Jones, thank you so much. And, and y'all, let's do this. We're going to go into news and we'll come back. We got a lot to talk about this week. So uh, let's do news with Syracuse Mike and we'll be right back. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News with Syracuse Mike. President Biden was in Tulsa, Oklahoma Tuesday to mark the 100th anniversary of the race massacre where white rioters destroyed the wealthy black neighborhood of Greenwood, also known as Black Wall Street. He is the first sitting president to visit the city and highlight the horrible event. For much too long, the history of what took place here was told in silence, cloaked in darkness. But just because history is silent, it doesn't mean that it did not take place. The president also used his speech to outline the administration's efforts against racial discrimination in housing and voting rights. And he talked about a financial initiative intended to give an economic boost to the black community, something the NAACP has already said is not enough because, in part, it does not address the student debt crisis. President Biden spent part of Memorial Day at Arlington National Cemetery. He laid a wreath to honor American soldiers who gave their lives for our country and said our troops have fought this battle on fields all around the world. But also the battle of our time. And the mission falls to each of us each and every day. Democracy itself is in peril here at home and around the world. Mr. Biden promised to never fail to honor the sacrifice of the American military. He was joined at the tomb of the unknown soldier by First Lady Jill Biden, along with Vice President Kamala Harris and her husband. Tennis star Naomi Osaka announced Monday that she is withdrawing from the French Open and will take some time away from the court. 
Republicans in Texas continue to push for tougher election laws and say the Democrats' weekend victory is just temporary. Governor Greg Abbott, also a Republican, plans to bring back lawmakers for a special session to revive the restrictive voting measure that died after Democrats staged a walkout during a legislative session Sunday night. Republicans hold the majority in the state. The Texas law would ban 24-hour and drive through voting and make it easier to overturn election results, among other changes. President Biden wants 70% of adults in the U.S. to get at least one COVID-19 vaccination by July 4th. Wednesday, he pushed his message by focusing on freedom and protecting each other. If you get a shot this week, you can be fully vaccinated by July 4th, by the week of July the 4th. And you can celebrate Independence Day free from fear or worry. The president said getting vaccinated has nothing to do with politics. The Biden administration has a number of plans on the table, including recruiting 1,000 black-owned barbershops and salons to provide shots at the shop and promote vaccinations across the country. Twelve states, mostly in New England and on the West Coast, have already hit the 70% threshold. However, it's a much different picture here in the South. In Georgia, 32% of the total population has been fully vaccinated. It's off the table. Corporate tax increases to pay for President Biden's infrastructure plan. The president will instead propose a minimum flat 15% tax hike, as explained by White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Talked about this on the campaign. Uh, it was in the American Jobs Plan as a pay for and also is reflected in our budget that we just put out last Friday. Um, and he looked to see uh, what, what could be a path forward uh, with his Republican co- colleagues on this specific negotiation. Republicans have called any effort to boost the corporate tax rate a non-starter. Some Democrats want the White House to move on without Republican support. Well-known attorney F. Lee Bailey has died. He represented a number of famous people from Patty Hearst to O.J. Simpson, who tweeted this. Maybe the best lawyer of our time, of his generation, but a great guy. Um, God bless his family. Um, God bless you, Lee. You'll be missed by me. F. Lee Bailey was 87. A warning from the White House about the recent jump in cyber attacks. The administration is urging private companies to take immediate action to boost their ransomware defenses. The new memo comes following attacks at Colonial Pipeline, meat supplier JBS, and the New York City transit system. Was OJ crying <laughs> about F. Lee Bailey? Go ahead, <laughs> Tanya B. Turn your mic up. I, I, I think. Oh, I'm sorry, Tanya B. Go ahead. One more time. No, you got it. No, you know, I, it was a vial. K. Dub said, "Who cares?" <laughs> it was OJ. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, OJ. OJ was like, you know, but but you know, he saved OJ's life. I mean, between him and Johnny Cochran. You know, of course, Johnny Thank Cochran, you. Johnny Cochran did the, you know, he was, he was the man. If it don't, what did it, what did he say? What was they saying? If, if it doesn't fit, fit you must you acquit. Must acquit. <laughs> that, that did it all. That was it. That was it. But the yeah, other so thing he, I like, you know, so he, de- he deserved a OJ tears and nobody else. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> and, and I, I had to say, I got to give it up to buy. I mean, they're going all out. What is it? I love the idea. Shots at the shop. Can you imagine, Tanya B, you go get your, you know, go get your nails done, go get your hair did. But Come you on. know what? I like that because, you know, just like what Kirk Franklin talks about doing gospel and reaching across the aisles of different artists, you got to get people where they are. And, you know, especially now that things are opening up. Yeah. That's one place where, you know, there's always going to be a sellout. The yeah. barbershop, the hair salon, the nail salon and the club. 
and the weed man. Oh, well, see, now weed is legal. So we're legal. Weed man is out of business now. But hey, you, you know what? The they're giving they out beer. <laughs> if they give, I'm telling you, if they if they give out a bag of weed. Mm. Well, you see, they're giving out beer. You can get money, college tuition, a million dollars. We need, we need weed right now. <laughs> <laughs> what if you don't smoke? I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker. Let me tell you. Hey, let me tell you. I don't, let me I don't tell smoke you. Either, but I'm willing to try anything at this moment. <laughs> if, oh, righty. How about a pork chop? You want to get to 70%? <laughs> that will be the rapid way to 70 <laughs> Oh, especially since they're about to cut off unemployment and people already went through oh, the stimulus. Man. You know, it, you know what? This may be the thing. Y'all know, boy. Boy, am, am I? I mean, for you know, and, and you know, the funny thing is, I just I grew up around a lot of people who do weed. I'm, I'm not, I'm a, not a weed partaker, but I just know the weed mentality, and I do know <laughs> free weed will get some stuff moving. Am I right, K Dub? You're a musician. Come on now, don't be quiet. Why are you so quiet? <laughs> yeah, to have some. It's the, have people stuck think, on stinking but that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, think so about true. It. So true. Came and the weed supply was not hurt. Say <laughs> so what? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The I mean, pandemic you know. came and the weed supply was not. They we still puff puffing. Yeah. With the pandemic, just still. So you know, I'm just saying. But um, you know, I do hope they get to seventy percent. But it looks like it's going to be tough. It looks like you know it's going to be it's going to be somewhat of a challenge. So we'll see. And uh, I, I do have to say, and I was going to say this in your tea, but I'm going to go ahead and mention congrats to Megan and Harry. Um, let me let me let me go ahead and, and hit the uh, I got to give it to them. I don't normally talk about the Royals, but I do have to give it up. <laughs> Megan and Harry. Today, as we tape the show, they made the announcement. They bring another Gemini into the world. Um, the name is Lilibet Lily Diana. Mount Batten Windsor is her name. And she was born on Friday in California and both mother and baby are healthy and well. Got to give it up to him one more time, you know, and it ain't easy. I mean, especially considering what they're going through as a couple, as a, you know, biracial couple to now you've got two biracial kids to grow up as and, and raise as royals, you know, they don't have an easy challenge ahead of them. I don't think so. Not dealing with that's this. why they left in London. And I wonder if was it was it Princess Anna Margaret, whoever put her foot in her mouth when she said, are you concerned about the complexion of your baby's <sighs> skin? Now she can go kick rocks in an open toe shoe as far Man, as I'm concerned. I, you know, I'm not going to say what I want to say. <laughs> I'll save that. <laughs> I for, say it. I'll save Go it ahead. for tea. I'm going to save that for tea. But anyway. All right, y'all. But that's uh, again. Thank you, Syracuse Mike. Um, you know, we appreciate you, man. Always uh, appreciate you for for your um, headlines. And and you know what? Let's go ahead and do this. Let's just go on. And do now it. then, children, it's time for tea. It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya. I ain't gonna do no break. I ain't gonna do no break. I'm just going right into it because we got so much good stuff. And, you know, this is when it shifts. We shift out of the serious news. So we got to do oh, yeah. What you got, Tanya B? What you got? Okay, well, first of all, we have to start off with the Castropolis prayer list and oh. saying, rest in peace and eternal power mm. to an actor who was really groundbreaking. You know, hey, wait a I minute. Tanya B, a little... can I do this before you do it? Can okay, I... hit it. Let me do this. Hit it. 
Y'all don't know nothing about this. Name that tune. Name that tune if you can. Oh. See, we old enough to remember. Well, I could I couldn't really hear. Was that Y five O? No, we old yeah, enough. That, that show's over. The the mod squad. The mod. Oh, the mod squad. squad. Oh, oh. Yeah. I didn't know. I know. I know. I didn't know about you, K Dub. But I know I'm old enough to remember the mod squad. We didn't have a white girl in the neighborhood, yeah. so we just had to, you know, do what we could do. Whenever we played the, whenever we played the mod squad. <laughs> <laughs> we it's the I, I all black version, it. huh? You yeah, can't. I, yeah. I lightly remember it. The dude with the afro. That's uh, it. Uh, uh, Link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Link, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but go ahead, Tanya B. Link. I had to do yeah, the one that played Prince Day. I'm yep. referring to um, his 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 government name. I guess you could say was Clarence Williams III. Again, he was a groundbreaking actor in you know that show. That was right. early seventies, and uh, he unfortunately lost his battle with colon cancer at the age mm. of eighty one. Mm. You know, and then people know him more so for that. And for uh, playing Prince's dad in Purple Rain, but he was a working actor. Yes, and he also worked behind yeah. the scenes and did a lot that he really hasn't gotten, you know, his his due. But uh, he will definitely be missed. And you know, and what's interestingly enough, there are those the uh, the classic TV channels like Antenna TV and Cozy. And I think it was just last weekend they had a Mod Squad marathon. Wow. I love that show. And you know what? Every time, if you were like of age, of our age, Whenever people saw him, they say, oh, that's Link from Mod Squad. When, when he was on, I remember going to see Purple Rain back in 1984. And I was sitting, you know, with a bunch of black folks. And they said, damn, that's Link from Mod Squad. Yeah, but that's, um, what he was that's what he that was, was known his for. break our role. That's what you know. No matter what he did, mm-hmm. he was always Link from the Mod Squad. Link from the he Mod Squad. that guy with the fro. And I, and I was telling a friend of mine, and I was, I was a little goober, but I watched a lot of television. And there were very few... Um, you know, African American women of you know a large you know demographic hmm. who didn't have a crush on Link from the Mosque. <laughs> that pro, I know I did. <laughs> and you know, I loved him in Tales from the Hood. Um, the Spike uh, Spike Lee, uh, I forgot Malcolm yes. Malcolm Lee, uh, the the anthology, the horror anthology um, in Hoodlum with Larry Fishburne. You know, mm-hmm. he he played. He was in that. He was in Sugar Hill. You know, uh, with Wesley Snipes, um, of course, Purple Rain. Um, and and it was just, you know, you look at he was in life with um, the movie with um, Martin and Eddie Murphy, Martin, Eddie. I mean, he was Chris Rock paid homage to him. He was in an episode of Everybody Hates Chris playing a revolutionary on the run. Yes. Yeah. 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 Remember that? Yeah. So Chris Rock even reached back. Yeah. but he was like, you know, like the Samuel Jackson, you know, all these character roles, the way, you know, Samuel built. But rest in power, man. I saw that and immediately I said, wow. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, but rest in power. Rest in power. What else you got, Tanya B? But I got it. Let me do it. One, right, can I do it. it one more time? Can I do it, Tanya B? Get it. One more one time. One more time. One more time. Here we go. All right. Dun, dun. <laughs> All right. I'm back. Okay. Um, I, I know I have right. to talk before, about this before they come get me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's also said, and I'm going to call this just the entertainment crime report. But, um, you know, here we go with this uh, just the foolishness again. Okay. Now, back in December, there was a story that went viral about a 17 year old girl who was working a part time job at Dunkin' Donuts and she was attacked viciously, uh, allegedly. So, something about the order 
whatever the order was, was incorrect. But this young lady ended up passing away. And now uh, the uh, local paper here in Atlanta has identified her murderer as an Atlanta rapper named Day Day. So Day Day, mm-hmm. probably going to be in. Then you still got YFN Lucci, who was, I don't know what he is. He got the, the cult leader of uh, Little Wayne's daughter, Regine. Mm-hmm. He cannot get out of jail. He's got over 105 RICO charges against him, alleged murder and gang affiliation. Don't come after me. And it's not looking good for him. Then you've got, um, what's his name? That Bootsy badass uh, doing a video in Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, somebody got shot there. And then you've got this other rapper named Pooh Shiesty. Um, <laughs> he went into a club, a strip club, of course, in uh, Miami and started shooting, claiming somebody stole $40,000 from him. What? That needs to be seen. Egg, egg, egg. You know what? I'm, I'm not. I can't with these children. Um, no. And then there was this rapper I told you about about six months ago out of Texas named Lil, Lil Loaded, L-I-L, Lil Loaded. Damn, who coming out with these names? I know. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Uh, Lil Loaded and somebody got shot and killed on the set of his video. Ooh. And unfortunately, his, he had a girlfriend and she was just done with him. She broke up with him and Lil Loaded took Lil his Lode. own life. Hmm. which is sad. And then we have the case of the baby. The baby went down to a very nice restaurant in Miami called Prime 112. And I hear that this whole foolishness started with somebody tapping somebody's car door. Somebody got too close to somebody's car door and the baby allegedly started shooting. Now, can uh, you see this picture? Oh, this, yeah. This foolish child. Right Do it here. with the barrette. Now, this is <laughs> A foolish child. When I say he's foolish, his mother named him Wisdom, but he did not live up to her expectation because Wisdom got arrested and he's part of, and now he's looking at some attempted murder for, I guess maybe he's going to take the bid for the baby. So, But you I'm know like, what? I'm you sure. would never imagine the dude with the barrettes taking some, <laughs> pulling out a gun. He doesn't, like he doesn't have enough wisdom to even know how to shoot a gun. But the okay? barrettes? Forget about taking a bid for somebody. Y'all saw the picture with like, the dude and dude with the barrettes. Uh, yeah, he, look, that dude got more hair than me. Please. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hmm. So I, I, I don't get it. But anyway, it is what it is. And now let's talk about something that makes sense now. You know, with the yes. pandemic uh, loosening up and whatnot, and now artists are able to go back to work, a lot of people are getting these Vegas residencies and they were put on hold. But I'm here to tell you right now, Vegas is back in business. Now, even now, and they even saw uh, Salt and Pepper and Naughty by Nature was supposed to have a residency in Vegas. I don't know what happened with that. But Rick Ross, Rick Ross, Rick Ross, the boss, yes. aka William Leonard Roberts, <laughs> uh, he kicks off a residency in Vegas on June 26th at a place called the uh, the Dre's uh, Beach Club and Nightclub. Wow! And I just if, if you go in there, if you're an Aston Martin man or you like your diced pineapples, you can go down there with your bikini, but you better take a bulletproof vest because that is Rick Ross. <laughs> after all, and, uh, maybe he'll let he'll <laughs> let them rub his belly when. <laughs> Well, you know, he lost all that weight because he went into that diet. Was it, I think it was he still got a little belly, lesson. you know? He still got yeah, a little belly, a little bit. Yeah, he's like a little loaded. He got a little belly. Yeah, a little he's belly. Not all the, yeah. yeah, they had before. And uh, Usher's Vegas residency at Caesars is already sold out. Voice to Men oh, are going to wow. return to the Mirage. This one I'm going up for. Earth, Wind, and Fire at the Palms Casino, and also a residency. Cardi B, honey, Cardi going to Vegas. Oh it's her some fresh money. Uh, here's what I really go up for the Park MGM residency, Janet Jackson, and Bruno. Oh, are you serious? How much is that uh, one? 
Where is that one? Who cares? That's going to be sold out. Trip, That's okay. going to be sold out. Ever. Hey, what what happened to, when is the project coming out? When is the uh, Silk Sonic? When is that due? You know what? Whenever they feel like it. But see, now they get, see, they were doing that. But now they're going to get out there and get that money. Oh. And then they'll make, maybe I hope they don't forget. Finish, uh, but Bruno Mars is pushing a seven-figure uh, play date because they know he's going to sell out. So. I just hope they don't forget to release the full project of that Silk yeah. Sonic. Even an EP, I'll, I'll take that, yes. Yeah. And then also you got Motown returning to Vegas with Diana Ross and Smokey Robinson at The Win. And what's interesting is uh, The Win is also giving Drake a residency, but it's going to be in the club portion. <laughs> of, like Rick Ross and these hip-hop artists, they go to the club portion. They yeah, don't they, get the casino yes. ballroom like the others. You can, I mean, but you know ballroom. what? That's fitting. You can't do that vibe. No, they know that. No, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. So that's fitting. I agree. I, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, no, I get it. But what I also want to know is I wonder that Mariah Carey is still scheduled to return to Vegas, but what's really going to be the big ticket mm-hmm. that everyone's going to hold out for again is Beyonce's residency. It was supposed to happen this year, but of course the pandemic hit. And uh, when she does return to Vegas, she will be making history once again as the highest paid entertainer. I mean, more than Celine Dion, more than she and more than anybody. She will be the highest entertainer in Las Vegas history. Why talk about that? Let me drop this on you. My last little piece of tea here. If you had, let me ask you this. If you had $28 million, what would you do? Was it besides pay up all your bills and break off your family and, you know. Disappear. (laughs) Okay, disappear. Well, Jay-Z and Beyonce have taken $28 million. They have commissioned a custom Rolls-Royce convertible complete with, are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. Okay. How about that? This 20, okay, this $28 million Rolls Royce comes with a portable bar, an umbrella, rotating cocktail tables. Uh, you know, they're known to like the best champagne and alfresco meals. So they can just pull over and do what they're going to do. Oh. And then... Uh, Beyonce's mother, Miss Tina, leaked online that Beyonce's putting out new music. So I'm sure she'll go to Vegas after the new music. But hey, I guess, you know, they've wow. earned it. They can afford it. But 28, oh, look, give me 28 million. 28 million, million for. Up. For what? Yeah. I saw a picture of it. It's almost like a restaurant that pops out of the car. It's it's, it's amazing. And I guess it I guess. <laughs> yeah, my guess. They got too much money. That's what I'm saying. Just somebody give me that twenty eight million. Yeah, send him my cash. Well, you, well, you know, I, I saw <laughs> yeah, that, it's my uh, birthday. JD, you know, he's in the weed business now. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like it's nine hundred thousand pounds of weed or something or other. I, I don't know. Oh. Damn. Their, their, their grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren will be good to go. Nobody else in that family has to work unless they want to. That's crazy. That's great. Hey, y'all, um, by the way, tonight, as we tape the podcast, the series finale of Pose is um, is tonight. Um, and it's been... A, Don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. it you know, I, I know, you know it, it really has been an amazing journey for them. You know, short journey. It was. It's been a short journey, because mm-hmm. um, you know they shortened the season. But just overall, how many what, was it? Three, three years, three seasons. You know, uh, it was total? maybe two point five. Because this one was, they didn't even do a full season. They just did uh, about a half a season. They would usually go about twelve or thirteen weeks, and this season was only eight weeks. Yeah, but I, I got to give it to them. What's the guy's name? I forget. I'm, and I'm, I'm Ryan Murphy. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, I'm not a Mark, huge. Billy, I'm not a huge Ryan Murphy follower fan. I mean, maybe back to Glee when it first started, but I'm not a huge wow. Ryan Murphy. You know, I don't, I don't watch a lot of it. I mean, I'm, I'm aware, but I, I'll give it to him um, for, for, for what he did with Pose. You know, um, he, you know, it's, 
revolutionary. It changed. It's changed. Uh, you know the culture. That culture. You know forever. Um, and uh, you know he did a great job. And the way they're ending it candidly, they're doing it. They're doing it in a classy way. It's a. It's a the way. I, and I just hope tonight it goes out fitting. You know and, and strong. Well, I got some tea for you on that. We didn't get to last week. I know from a this is a resource I would put my hand on the Bible for. Um, The ink is already dry. There is going to be a Pose movie. Oh, cool. Good for them. The music supervisor and the musical score will be uh, done by Birdine White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Wow, okay. Birdine and his hair will be posing. <laughs> um, and uh, also, he's produced a record that I've had to keep under wraps, but I think I'm just going to go for it next week. Um, MJ Rodriguez, the character that plays Blanca on the show, mm-hmm. um, has a really, really hot dance record out that was produced by Birdine. So hopefully that'll be out soon. So that is your another ex- Tanya B., Exclusive. There will be a post There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, y'all, give us a call. Five, six. Uh, well, here, here's the number. Four, one, three, five, five, six, ninety five, forty six for any feedback. Um, love your thoughts. If you have any feedback, four, one, three, five, five, six, ninety five, forty six. Let's take a quick break, y'all. And we'll come back um, with the uh, Stay Woke Report. We'll be right back. another edition of the Stay Woke Report. Ohio Memorial Day organizers cut veterans' mic when he began talking about freed slaves being first to commemorate the holiday. All my life, I've had to search high and low to learn the history of my kind. I mean, we have contributed to society on local, national, and global levels, but we've been deprived of our culture so much, oftentimes we look down on it ourselves. The origin of our beauty was not founded on all of these damn weaves and wigs black women wear. Tell a black woman that she has nappy hair. Better get ready for her to swear. Now, what kind of mentality is that? Our education wasn't defined by the white man's lifestyle and history either. Our ancestral ties come from the likes of Cleopatra pyramid building students of Imhotep and traveling moors. I'm sick and tired of experiencing racism because of a world intimidated by the power of people of my color. Our history is not bounded in the textbooks and the parts of our history which have been documented have been erased or manipulated. So let's get to the meat of this headline. Army Lieutenant Colonel Barnard Kempter was the keynote speaker at a Memorial Day service in Hudson, Ohio. He's a 77-year-old white man, if I'm not mistaken, who was muted once he got to the part of his speech that mentioned research, which backed up the fact that free black people started Memorial Day to honor fallen soldiers who passed while fighting 
during the Civil War. He was just educating the people about a culture that gets overlooked. The organizers of the Memorial Day event admitted they didn't want to hear these facts about intelligent blacks initiating such a movement. This is America and one of the places where most people ignore the truth. Many would rather you sleepwalk. I hope some of us have learned something from this. Meanwhile, we must continue to keep our eyes on the prize. This has been another edition of the Stay Woke Report, reminding y'all to stay woke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got to say this. Good, good job, Ryan. I got to say this. That dude, when they when you talk about the mic, it wasn't a mistake. They they actually like turned his mic off. <laughs> they meant to turn his mic off because the organizer said um, the stuff he was talking about was irrelevant. And all he was trying to do was say, look, Memorial Day was founded really and created by black people, by black slaves. You know, it, it's just amazing. And and uh, anyway, the um, uh, the uh, was it Legion, the, the 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 folks who actually organized it. Not the organizer, but the group. They did come out and apologize. So, just amazing. Good stuff, Wyo. Appreciate you. Yeah. Any any thoughts on that, y'all? Any thoughts? Why you so quiet, man? I see. <laughs> I know you want to say something. <laughs> yeah, Whoopi, you apologize. What did you apologize for? Well, they apologized for turning the man's mic off. Which you know. Oh, did you? Are you really apologizing for? No, no. Or not, you just stated no, the fact see, that you did turn the, it off. The the person who organized the event said she meant to do it. <laughs> My point exactly. So, so, but the so organization that, said, uh, you know, we go, we go, we we apologize for her foolishness. So I guess, look, I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot me. <laughs> I'm shooting the messenger. You shooting it because that's the message that could be killed. You can't apologize. <laughs> no. Okay. We don't accept it. Well, I don't accept it. You don't accept it. I know. I do not. And as a vet, can you imagine as a vet, you know, you sitting there uh, listening to this guy talking all of a sudden, boom, they it's shut him off like day. that. That's crazy. And that, and that woman that did, I'm going to say, okay. So that's why people, not, mm. well, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at country like Korea. Mm-hmm. They make, if you, once you turn 18, you will serve. If you're a male, mm-hmm. you will serve time in the military. Mm. It's not an option. Yeah. You're going to do at least two to four years in the military. It's not an option. Mm. You don't go to college to after you, after you do them two to four years. Mandatory. Mm-mm-mm. Mandatory. You need to serve your country. Is that north, that north or south? So that's uh, that's south, right? That north, that's where Kim is. Yeah, Kim is there. So this must be, I mean, just it's the south. south. Okay. Because they work, because when you join, when they, when, oh, you, you either, you're going to do two to four years in the military. Yeah. Cause you either gonna serve for Korea mm-hmm. or you serve a career and you work in the U.S. military. Because I I had like two Korean clerk, two oh, yeah. Korean clerk work with me. And it was just amazing. They was studying college. What y'all studying these books for? Yeah, because we can ready to go to college. So they not even in college and they studying for them to go to college. Yeah, when they get, when they get through serving, they, when they get through serving their time in the military. Wow. So I'm, I don't think anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You live in the country, serve it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Oh yeah, then, then you will respect. These folks, when you get out, you like that nonsense she did. Yeah. That, that that won't be tolerated. Nobody would tolerate that. Everybody jumped out her throat. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> I got you, Vi. All right, so hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump into. Yeah, I know it. You know how it is, Vi. You know, you know, foolishness <laughs> on Memorial Day. What else? What else? Let's do this. Let's do Tommy's corner, and uh, let's go to the corner, and then we'll come back and and whatever other feedback y'all got. 
We'll come out of it. Here we go. Hey, this is Tommy's Corner, and it's my birthday celebration corner this week, y'all. And I just want to thank my fam, my friends, my colleagues, my Lord. I even want to thank my haters who are indeed my motivators. Just thanks to everyone. You know, there's a Japanese saying, fall down seven times, get up eight. To everyone, never stop getting up. Thanks to my teachers, my mentors over the years, the ones who've always encouraged me to follow my passions and never give up. Allow me to encourage all of you. If you're out there and, and you've got something you love, if there's something you're passionate about, pursue it and don't give up. I also want to encourage everyone to support creatives, support black creatives, those pursuing their passions. And it's not always about money. Sometimes it's just about viewing. Sometimes it's just about listening, following, downloading, sharing. You can do all that for free. Each one reach one. This has been Tommy's Corner. I welcome your feedback. Give me a call. 413-556-9546. 413-556-9546. Love to hear from you. I thank you and appreciate all of you for supporting this podcast. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. And you know what? I, I got to say thanks and do some shout outs. Um, and uh, two big events are coming up, y'all. And and I, I, friends of the show sent me this. Um, in my hometown of East Point, I uh, have to say thank you to NAACP Atlanta VP and East Point Council member Karen Renee. Let me give her applause. And and she let us know the Juneteenth celebration of freedom in the east in the city of East Point uh, is sponsored by the Atlanta NAACP in the city of East Point. It's going to happen on Juneteenth. And uh, the parade begins at 11 a.m. at the East Point Commons, 2757 East Point Street. Uh, they're going to have, uh, they got food, live DJs, uh, live bands, a youth talent show, and admission is free. And if you want more info, I'll make sure this information's on the uh, podcast page, but you can actually email eastpointcity.org. Uh, you can call them, and I'll make sure the phone number is there, but you can also email VP2 at NAACP.org. And again, all the information I'll have on the podcast page, but that's the Juneteenth celebration of freedom. My hometown, y'all, y'all give it up for East Point, Georgia. Yes. And and also uh, another great friend of the show. And Tanya B, I'm trying to work this out. This is on the 20th. Uh, Harold Michael Harvey uh, is doing his book signing uh, on June 20th from three to six at 44th and 3rd Bookseller, and it's at 451 Lee Street, and that's uh, the Morehouse School of Medicine's new retail space. Uh, again, oh, yeah, that real yeah. nice building, that beautiful yeah. building. Um, oh, Jesus, y'all better come on. <laughs> 45th and 3rd, you crazy. It's Black-owned and operated. Let me give it up for 44th and 3rd. And, and he'll have his books, My C.T. Vivian Story, and the Duke of 18th and Vine. I think he's going to have someone from C.T. Vivian's family actually at the um, at the book signing again, June 20th. I'll make sure the link uh, he has uh, an event. It's a free event, but they have a limited number of people they can get into the facility. So uh, if you if you if you're interested in going, definitely I'll have the link there. But you better go ahead and sign up like ASAP. And also I got a shout out Dicey and, and Chantel. Cause y'all know, y'all know I was on the, y'all know I was on the sex and horror podcast this week. Right. 
<laughs> so I just I just want to say thank you to Dicey and Shen. And, and you know, and you know this week it was let me tell y'all, it was it was Seagram and Cake. It was the Tiny B was getting on the text. It was the Seagrams and Cake week. It was, you know, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I got to say is I hope I did not break the podcast. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it was fun. I had a lot of fun because we we talked about actually we talked about the quiet place too, and um and they I, they didn't talk about I'm sorry damn I'm tearing up my microphone they didn't talk about the porn this week so but I had to in, interject <laughs> toward the end so. You know, hey, you just sharing, what about sharing your freak, sharing your freaks <laughs> with the world? <laughs> the best time to fly your <laughs> Plus, I had a, plus I had a couple of coolers, a couple of coolers, just, not the coolers. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say, you know, to everyone who supports and shares the podcast, this podcast, thank you so much. I really do. It doesn't happen without y'all. You know, and I, you know, I got to say, you know, thank you uh, today, uh, Tanya B hooking us up, uh, getting Miss Shirley Jones on. Yes, yes, y'all. She's always there. So she definitely is a friend to. And we don't take it for granted. We don't take, you know, you know, it's, you know, again, I mean, support creatives, you know, when. Absolutely. We should, you know, we should support each other when, you know, we have opportunities. And and if anybody don't hesitate to reach out to us, we're not that kind of show where, you know, we get all foo-foo. You know, if you can get in, if you got just have an internet connection or a phone. (laughs) You'd be surprised. (laughs) But uh, and, and, you know, we, we are going to have, by the way, uh, and I, I got to re, re uh, check this, though. But um, Bernadette Cooper is come is going to be on again because um, oh, the Grand Beaver, because Climax is being inducted into the Female Songwriters Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Primarily so, her. But yeah, I mean, think about it. She she really flipped the script for women, even yeah. with Madame X and just, you know, with Climax and. You know, there was one, I forgot the name of them. There was, I know there was a, a Caucasian all-female rock group. Then there was... We had uh, the Go-Go's. The Go-Go's were... Yeah, but I mean, no, but this was in the 60s, before the Go-Go's. Ah, before okay. The Go-Go's. Before Go-Go's. And there was okay. actually, I wish I could make K-Dub, maybe you can help me out here. There was a group of, of uh, sister girls that had an all-black uh, female band. But, you know, after the late 70s into the 80s, the like, Climax, really, I think they raised the bar for female musicians that actually played oh, their instruments. They were, they were phenomenal. You know, and so, you know, she wrote, uh, I know uh, Grand Beaver was on. She wrote, uh, what was the first one? The Men All Pause. I know she was definitely on that. I know Joyce Irby um, was was the uh, lead writer, I think, on the single I Miss You, which was big. Yeah, then it was Meeting in the Ladies Room. And yeah. then, you know, people forget they had a, a movie song and it went more pop than anything else. It was called Man Size Yeah, Love. the Man Size Love. And the guys, what were the guys? Who were the funk guys um, who worked with them from Solar? Uh, uh, shopping because uh, yeah. Serena was married to, was it Kevin Shelby? Was that his name, K-Dub? She married with uh, the Shelby yeah, guy from Lakeside. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas yeah. and uh, and uh, I'm getting old. I'm be, I be forgetting their names. That's okay. Well, Marina, <laughs> Marina, Marina Long, she lives in Atlanta. So yeah. She's yeah, here William in Atlanta. William was with Dynasty and Tommy Lakeside. Yeah. So those guys, yeah. uh, they had um, you know, the team um, on on a lot of like the meeting in the the ladies' room. 
and and some of the other mm-hmm. fun stuff. But um, you know, kudos and congrats one more time, climax. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk yeah, about that more. a little bit more next week too. But uh, any shout outs? Y'all got any any last minute shout outs? I'll start with you, Tanya B. I do. Um, I want first of all, I want to shout out to these brothers and the young brothers in their 20s in uh, Southern California. They have a company called Meathead Movers. And what they do is if you're a woman who's trying to flee an, an abusive relationship, they will come and move you for free. So I got to say five. Wow. I got to give them that. That is hot. Yeah, they will move you out of a domestically abusive situation free of charge. So I got to give them five Man, on it for that. Also, just want to shout out to my uh, our people in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and we have some new listeners. My old part of my posse from Boston, um, the Johnson crew are listening, and they, they sent me a text. They want to know about the tea this week. So Bean Town, Johnson. <laughs> I got to say, what's you. up to Bean Town? Bean Town, Boston in the house, y'all. We have more than new additions. There you go. There you go. In the cars. What you got? Yes. What you got, K Dub? You've been quiet, K Dub. You've been so quiet, man. Uh, well, man, uh, I'm just chilling, man. You know, just chilling, man. Yeah. I was enjoying the interview. I, y'all too listening to y'all. Y'all are great. For real. <laughs> I was like, Shirley, Shirley Jones shook you. Tell the truth. She shook. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's I really wanted to ask her about that song, Who's Gonna uh You Gonna Make Me Love Somebody Else? Oh. That's song. Yeah, the, the bass line and the bass sound on there, but nah, anyway. Man, you know what? Okay, time out for you, K-Dub. I'm yeah, not see? talking next week at all. You jump in you next time, man. Get on the mic. You better mm-hmm. jump in. Yeah, we can get it in. <laughs> and and K-Dub, K-Dub, I know you reached out to um, Mr. Lockett. Is is he is he going to come yeah, and get him on yeah, at the end yeah. of the month? Let's get him on the end. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Arrington. Hit me back, so I'm. Yeah. We gonna talk about yeah, that, just, and we we trying yeah, to we got. Let, well, you know what? Let's do at the end of the month. Let's do the uh, a date and funk show. Let's do a date and funk because I, I do want to say oh. yeah, we want to talk about all the funk. Oh, Steve, Steve Arrington, Steve Arrington, somebody, please. <laughs> Let's talk about the that date. Of Mark Adams, that date and funk. Rest in peace. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. We're gonna talk about date and funk at the end of the month, yeah. and we're gonna wrap yeah. up. But Let's my, wrap up. Yeah. Uh, Black but my shout out is to all my shout outs to all all the all the working bands that's being able to get back out and do their thing and make their money and have their fun, you know, get back to their little tune and all that. Because I, I know it has to feel great. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey y'all, and with that, let's let's um let's do what we always do. Y'all y'all know y'all know absolutely what time it is. Here we go. No, I didn't come here to preach to you today. Here's your inspirational moment with Vi. Self-pity is a destructive and negative emotion. It binds us to our blessing and the possibility before us, and it steals our hope for both today and tomorrow. People who pity themselves thinks, for example, why should I try to do anything? I'll just fail. Self-pity is actually adultery because it's self-focused carried to the extreme. When we allow ourselves to fall into self-pity, we essentially rejecting God's love and his ability to change things. I encourage you not to waste one more day of your life in self-pity. When you lose hope and feel sorry for yourself, stop and say, I refuse to feel sorry for myself. I may be in a difficult season of life right now, but I will not stop hoping for better things. God has thoughts and plans for your good to give you hope for your future. If you will hold on to your hope, and fight for it when the enemy tries to take it away, you will see amazing things take place in your life. Jeremiah 
chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, said the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you future and hope. In other words, trust in God, believe in yourself. As long as you have life and as long as you have God in your life, you can achieve it. So no matter how bad the situation is, people, you can get through it. Remember, God will put no more than you can handle. And there's nothing you can't handle with God in your life. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Vi. Vi, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. How you feeling, man, by the way? I am struggling, but I am getting better. <laughs> Good. No self-pity. Don't, don't, no, no self- in, Vi, I sent you, I sent you visual dinner on Friday. Yes. And if it'll help yeah, you feel so better. I, I will. Uh, I will fry a pork. I know I'm a fry a pork chop in your honor this evening. No self pity. Okay? There you go. Buy some of that frozen ice and put it in the box and send it to me. Yeah, Vi, Vi has Vi has just. I mean, Vi, Vi is is recovering from. Actually, you recovering from surgery. So on the on the real I tip. Am. So how it, it is coming along, man. So of course, man. You always you always it is. it's coming along. You doing better on the serious tip. All right. Good, I am good stuff. I am doing better. It's just a process. It's just a process you got to go through. Yeah, so true, so true. We realize. I know. I know you be on your meds when you're on the show too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, among other things, I found my friend. My friend had been able to get for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and with that, you know, I just that, <laughs> the natural stuff that comes out the ground. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya B shaking her head. It's time to go. Want to thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for the inspiration, man. Shirley Jones, Miss Shirley Jones. I just want to say thank you again for coming on. Thanks to the panel. Thank you so much, y'all. And with that, episode eighty-four is in the can. We better get out of here before Vi says something else, y'all. And we are out of here. Peace. <laughs> Bird Wire, Friday night, 10 o'clock. Bird Wire, Friday at 10, y'all. There you go. You've been listening to the G-Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G-Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.